Bonjour, and welcome to the fifth week of Minus You. Last week we talked about activities we don't love, where I explained how we do things that we don't necessarily love for the person that we love, to cultivate positive exchange and positive time together. This week we are going to talk about the fact that there is always, and I mean always, going to be a reason not to do something. This concept applies to almost every action, every choice, and every struggle in a relationship. This comes with the age-old predicament that effort, wait for it, takes effort. <laughs> Isn't that kind of a gross fact? It's really gross, but it's true. No matter how many excuses you make, the root of the excuse in the end is often enough going to actually be just laziness. I'm going to give you an example of when laziness really got the best of a situation. When Nicholas and I moved into the house, I bought a new bed for us. We had a previous bed for the guest bedroom, and I found this really nice brown queen-size bed that matched the theming in the house. The bed was from Facebook Marketplace, so it was used. Now, this bed was really awesome besides the bed slats, which are the ones, like, the things that sit underneath the mattress in the box spring to, like, keep it off of the ground. The bed slats did not reach all the way across, so on occasion we would have this really fun experience of the box spring and the mattress just like completely bottoming out, just at these like the most random moments ever. I had asked Nicholas many times to bring these boards to Home Depot and to go buy new ones so they were they were cut properly and long enough. Since I have a story to share with you all, you can just assume that he didn't actually do it. One morning, the bed bottomed out again, like just as we, woke, as we woke up, and I was really upset. Again, at the time, we had just moved into the house, like maybe a week before that, and we had just found out that the roof was destroyed and about all the leaks, and my family was visiting in town, and our lives were just kind of this massive mess. I told Nicholas that I was really tired of him not doing what I asked. And we had to take the box spring off and the mattress off and ruin the bed that I had just made. And it was a Saturday, so probably heaven knows that our day was just going to be taken up with this stupid project that hadn't been finished. Now, he had just woken up too and was also really stressed, just like me, due to our unfortunate circumstances that we had just found out about. He yelled at me. And I mean, like, really, like, very loudly yelled at me about being upset about the bed. And he only yelled at me like that maybe once or twice in our relationship, but it was really scary for me. I grew up with a dad that was um, verbally abusive in some situations and super loud because he's um, he's deaf, so he doesn't know how loud he is when he yells. And so this, this triggers me, and Nicholas knew this, and um, in the heat of the moment, he probably just didn't know, remember about that, that that was a, a very scary thing for me. So he chose to yell at me, and it was really scary. I took the boards... I got in the car and went to Home Depot myself. I fixed the bed myself later that day, and I didn't talk to him for, like, the whole day for yelling at me. Now, let's think about this. Could this whole argument, this entire altercation, been completely avoided if Nicholas or I had just fixed the issue earlier? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it most definitely could have. But both Nicholas and I were choosing to pass up the problem, ignore the issue, not do what the other person asked, or just take charge of it ourselves. We both chose to be lazy instead of just taking care of the issue. And because we were lazy, it caused strife in our relationship. Now, 
this is kind of a smaller issue. Stuff breaks, especially sometimes when you buy something used, issues will come up. But what happens when you choose to be lazy about a big issue? Like family problems, intimacy needs, communication, finances. The consequences won't just be silent treatment for a day, it may be losing your future and the person you love. Let me give a bigger example of what it looks like to run from a larger problem. This will be an example from my childhood and from my personal life rather than between Nicholas and I. My parents got officially divorced in 2020, but my parents have been kind of separated my whole life, basically. I don't have any memories of my parents being in love, and the idea of them, like, actually being together is, like, disgusting and gross to me. And of course, I love both my parents, but, like, the two of them together is, like, a very much like a foreign concept to me. They made me and my brother, so that's cool and whatever, because I guess I'm alive, but my parents together just really never made complete sense to me. And I really thought I was over the whole thing. Like, this has been a normal part of my life, and I just I thought I was over it. A part of me thought that I was never really affected by it overall, like I said, because it was just so a, a prevalent piece in my life. So I moved to Florida, started this next chapter of my adult life, and thought everything was okay. Then I came home to visit my family for my grandmother's funeral. My mom invites my dad, and long story short, my dad has this really ugly public altercation with my mom that was just really inappropriate because my dad has this, like, bitterness and resentment towards my mom and didn't want to interact with her, but then chose to interact with my extended family instead. And it was just this really embarrassing and really sad to watch, which these altercations weren't new information to me. I had seen this and, and had it happened for years, but just to see that it was still going on after the divorce, it was just like, oh my god, like, we can't get over this, guys? Like, this is ridiculous. And to see it again, I had to go outside. Like, I had to excuse myself from the uh, reception after the funeral. I stood outside for, like, ten minutes and just, like, cried my eyes out about my parents. My brother came out and talked to me for a little bit. Like, my parents had been separated for years, but I realized that I had never confronted or acknowledged the hurt that I had about this. Yeah, I mean, I just thought that I didn't even have it or I just pushed it aside. I was too prideful about myself and the way that I had handled my life in this situation to choose to see that I had needed to see a counselor about this. Later that weekend, I spoke to my dad and he handed me a box of old family photos. And I spent the majority of that trip when I was in Oregon crying in my room on the floor with my photos of my family and just surfacing that hurt that had always lived in me that I just didn't want to take care of. This was the same trip that Nicholas took the house from me. So let's go ahead and say that the first week of May of 2022 was just not a good week at all. So I was too prideful and too lazy to take care of my hurt. And yeah, this situation is a much bigger issue than broken bed slats. The point remains the same, though. You can go indefinitely without acknowledging an issue but before you know it, your bed is going to bottom out again, or you'll be crying on the floor over old family photos. It's, you know, it's slightly a joke, but like, you get the point. If you've been listening to the last four episodes that preceded this one, you can see that just about all of these examples, all of these issues that I gave, would have actually been able to be avoided. Um, the evolution of it would have been able to be avoided if effort was given. For example, with Nicholas's family. If Nicholas had just chose to put in the effort to speak to his mom to respect my feelings, how I felt about it, or if I had just chose to speak to Jen about it directly 
rather than sitting around wondering why I wasn't be def being defended, or if Jen had chosen to speak to me as adults and we had sat down and figured it out for everyone's sake. But there was a reason not to. Pride and laziness. And it brought about hell, as you can see in episode two, allowing abuse. Or like in episode three, with backstage backstabbing, if one of us had just chosen, if I had just chosen to stop hurting Nicholas and asked how to meet his needs out of love, maybe things would have been okay instead of me having to leave. Now I'm alone with all of these solutions, but the man that I wanted to apply these to just chose to be gone out of, well, pride and laziness. Episode four, activities we don't love. If he had just expressed what he wanted to do more and I could have planned these things for him to balance our activities. Like I said, it all could have been fixed. It's just that effort takes effort. Even outside of episodes, the general concept of just communication. If you don't communicate a problem because you're too lazy to or too prideful in your image to, or you just don't know how to communicate it properly, I'm telling you right now, it's going to come out eventually, and I can promise you right now, it is not going to be at a good time. I'm going to address this before anyone else considers it as a solution. This is super important. Going on a trip. Moving buying things, getting engaged, getting married, having children, or any other distraction that you are going to add to your life to fix the issue will not work. It will still be there. This is one of the reasons that I left Nicholas when I did. About a week after I found out about the cheating and his family's response, I was supposed to go on a seven-day cruise to the Bahamas with Nicholas and his family. I had my dresses, my all my stuff that I had bought for the Bahamas, everything was picked out, these dinner gowns and just this amazing trip that Nicholas and I were supposed to take. It was going to be after he graduated and the house was fixed and just this beautiful, lovely dream in the Bahamas with the man that I love. But I knew if I went, Nicholas and I were only going to sweep the problems under the rug again. I was going to silently suffer and we were going to end up in the same place again after this quote-unquote honeymoon stage ended again and the rug got too full. I thought moving to Florida would make me forget about my childhood pain and my parents' divorce. Nope. I thought that getting engaged would make Nicholas support me emotionally and provide for me as a woman. Nope. See the cycle? You have to put effort directly into the issue, not effort into your instant satisfaction needs. A trip to the Bahamas isn't going to save your dying relationship. Sorry to say. Will a trip to the Bahamas during your counseling, during your healing, and those hard conversations and hard work with your partner be good? Yes, absolutely. Because you're cultivating a well-rounded relationship. You are doing the work together, and you're also relearning how to love and enjoy life together. Effort takes effort. I'm just going to promise you right now, no relationship is going to be seamless and easy. No relationship takes no effort. The grass is always greener. The mindset doesn't work because if you don't water the grass, it will just die like the last one. So it'll be green immediately because you moved on to the next quote-unquote easy lawn rather than watering what is right under your feet. The effort will be required eventually. You will have to water the grass eventually. Yeah, it sounds kind of scary, doesn't it? But the really cool thing is about this is that you get to choose the person you love. 
the partner that you give that effort to, the person that you give that love, that time, that suffering and that in sickness and in health and good times and bad, you get to be lucky enough to give that person that effort, that really amazing person in your life, your best friend, the person who knows you better than anybody else, the person that could read your mind with just one look. I wanted to give that to Nicholas, very much so. But he chose to go for the grass is greener mindset. For any couple's choosing, for any individual's choosing the reason not to, please remember this. The reason not to will always be there, but your person may not. I will see you next week for the sixth episode of the During Chapter of Minus You, which is Submission to Selective Weakness, where I will talk about my dormant wishes of motherhood and feminine submission due to the man in my life and the actions in my life. Until next week, adios. Adios.